Mary had a little man. We believe that all men are created equal. To the magnificent mosaic that is America. Radio beacon to radio beacon. I have a dream. Change has come to America. Believe me. Help is on the way. Knock, knock. Who's there? It's a figment of your imagination. Randy Roach Show. Turn up your mind. There have been so many accomplishments under this administration, it can be difficult to list them in a distilled way. Recently, uh, the president hosted a send-off for Ron Klain, the departing mm -hmm. chief of staff, and he put it in a way that, that I thought was especially moving when you think back in historic terms to what it means to inherit one of the toughest situations faced by any president since FDR, pass the most significant uh, legislation uh, on our economy in many ways since FDR, while facing the largest land war uh, in Europe since Truman, <laughs> achieving the uh, second most important health care bill since LBJ and the most important infrastructure bill since Eisenhower, as, as Ron put it. And that was just the beginning of the list of accomplishments. Uh, but one of the things that, that we found is that, uh, you know, th this is happening simultaneously with some of the toughest circumstances ever. We recognize that. And there continue to be uh, a lot of issues that Americans are facing every day, even as we see extraordinary economic news. Uh, 500,000 jobs just created in the last Well, that's month. the thing. None of it seems to accrue to his benefit. Well, people say <laughs> that, but... But then, uh, you know, this president yeah. has exceeded expectations again and again politically yeah. and functionally. And functionally. But, uh, you know, America just uh, like, what have you done for me lately? You know what I mean? It's like uh, nobody thinks that uh, Biden has accomplished as much as Biden has accomplished. It's just a fact. You know, uh, we had the inf uh, the Inflation Reduction Act. We had the Chips and Science Act. We had the Infrastructure Bill. We had the American Rescue Plan. I mean, it's amazing. And then, you know, you look at uh, what they're longing for over there on the other side of the aisle. And, uh, you know, they want us to be dying of COVID or uh, poisoned, uh, you know, pipes again or, you know, building absolutely nothing or, you know, separating women and children and calling it biblical a la Sarah Huckabee Sanders. You know, we need to reacquaint ourselves with uh, the lying that she does. But I mean, honestly, it, it is an amazing thing. There was uh, polling done yesterday, and, you know, it's uh, divided along party lines because that's America. But only 36% of America think that Biden is, uh, you know, done much. Really? What have you done? <laughs> it's like... It's the most amazing thing. You know, every every jobs report we get, it's like even more jobs. Here's even more jobs. Here's 100,000 clean energy jobs that were announced since the uh, uh, Chips and Science Act, which, by the way, was not bipartisan, uh, was, uh, you know, uh, uh, put through, uh, you know, legislation and signed by the president. 100,000 clean energy jobs, 100,000 climate-friendly jobs. I mean, uh, only Democratic votes for this. 100,000... And uh, people just like, eh, so what? You know, we got 90 projects that are, you know, just still, uh, you know, to come online. And we still have other projects that are online. You, I, I'm talking about solar, wind, battery, uh, electric charging stations, an infrastructure package that is building electric charging stations, even in Puerto Rico. I mean, like the whole entire America is getting investment, is, is, is you know, uh, modernizing, all, all because of, uh, you know, this president's priorities and being able to, uh, you know, shepherd things through Congress. So now we have this divided Congress, you know, and uh, they're, not, uh, they're, they're not interested. They're not interested in progress. They're interested in going backwards. They're interested in dying. They're interested in uh, Clorox. They're interested in ivermectin. They're interested in, uh, you know, lying from the podium. 
That's what they're interested in. You know, you want to drink water? Drink it from a poisoned uh, lead pipe. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like clean water. Oh, our water is crystal clean. Have a president that talks about showers and toilets that take two flushes to flush or, or whatever the hell he was talking about for hours on end. So, you know, tonight is the State of the Union, and Joe Biden isn't going to go through this whole list of things. He's not. He's, he's a forward-looking guy. He's going to look at the future. He's going to call for, you know, uh, 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 yes, he'll mention record job growth. Yes. Yes, he will. He'll say, you know, uh, uh, he'll, he'll, he'll say that inflation is reducing, but it's not down to where they, you know. But he's going to ask for taxes on the very, 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 very rich in this here country, uh, so that he can help veterans, so that he can help, uh, you know, uh, uh, people who are in need of health care, so he can help people who are suffering from opioid addiction, so he can help people who have mental illness, so he can, you know, like uh, basically disproportionately benefiting MAGA is what he's going to announce. You know, he's going to say he wants to tax the, the very wealthy in order to take care of just about everybody else. So, I mean, I, I know that uh, some of the guests, uh, you know, are going to be cancer survivors. They're going to have a father of a fentanyl overdose victim, which tells me he gets what's going on in this country with the addiction problem. He gets what's going on in this country with mental illness. He's going to have a uh, iron worker and a Holocaust survivor, which tells me he knows what's going on with George Santos. <laughs> no, I mean, yes, I joke. I kid because I love, not George Santos. I, lo- I, I love, uh, you know being able to say uh, out loud in this country that we have a problem with anti-Semitism. I, you know, it's a, a free country. But he's going to have, um, you know, a, a, a call to cap insulin prices for everybody at $35, okay? Uh, he's going to announce plans to fight for real the opioid ep- epidemic and expand access to mental health care services. Again, all helping MAGA disproportionately. And guns. I'm guessing he's going to talk about the fact that we can't get a piece of gun legislation. I guess that he's going to—I know that uh, Tyree, uh, you know, his uh, Tyree Nichols family is going to be there. Uh, I hope he still talks about, uh, you know, police reform. uh, Because last last time, you know, I I have his report card from the last State of the Union uh, to now. And you know what? He accomplished a whole lot of what he said he was going to accomplish, with the exception— of police reform, gun, uh, he did something on guns, you know, a few things on guns. You know, he helped states decide whether or not they were going to have red flag laws. I mean, you know, I mean, this is as far as we can get. And then on police reform, you know, we had uh, Cory Booker working with Tim Scott from South Carolina, and uh, nothing came of it. So, you know, those things were epic fails. The immigration thing hasn't moved at all in, what, 30 years? 30 years. I mean, nobody, uh, you know, the Republicans are not willing to give up the, uh, you know, uh, the, the caravan talk. They're not willing to give it. And I got news for you. Immigrants are not taking your jobs. You're not taking your jobs. We have so many open jobs in this country. Uh, that uh, nobody wants. Nobody wants to take them. You know what I'm saying? Like uh, unemployment is at a, 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 since 1969, how many years is that? 50, some crazy amount of time. Unemployment is at like a 50 year low and we still have 10 million or, or some crazy amount of unfilled jobs. So trust me, immigrants are not taking your jobs. You're not taking your jobs. So I, I don't know. But the immigration thing, no. The Republicans are never, ever, ever going to do immigration reform. It's not anything that they want to do. It's not any. They just love to scream and yell about it. So it stays the same year after year, 
wave after wave. It stays the same over and over and over and over and over and over again. We'll build a wall. You didn't build jack crap, okay? Nobody, I'll tell you what they built. They built a non-scalable wall outside of Congress today. A non-scalable wall outside of Congress today. Well, that's good because a scalable fence is nothing but raw materials for insurrectionists to use against, uh, you know, Capitol Police officers. So, yay, non-scalable wall. I mean, it's it's so unbelievable. And, and you look at what the Republicans have done so far since they've been the majority. And I want this to, you know, be in your head firmly and clearly when you listen to Biden and you say, my God, he can't speak. I get it. But I just want you to understand what the Republicans have accomplished. Fifteen votes to pick a speaker, Right. They debated whether or not to say the Pledge of Allegiance a second time during the day. Uh, they read the Constitution of the United States. They removed the magnetometers and passed out assault weapons pins. They voted to allow guns in committee rooms. And they kicked Ilhan Omar off of a committee while screaming that she was the anti-Semite while... Marjorie Taylor Greene was talking about Jewish space lasers and Paul Gosar's family was saying that he was a white supremacist. That's what they've accomplished. <laughs> but they're going to sit there and say, oh, Joe Biden can't, he can't. Joe Biden's problem is he doesn't get it. He gets it. He understands us. He understands middle class. He understands bottom out. He understands middle out. He understands bottom up. He gets all of it, okay? He knows what we do every day when we go to work. He understands our day. He understands child care. He understands child tax credits. He, he gets it. What he can't do is sell it. Things Randy at RandyRhodes.com. Go, go for launch. Speaking truth to power, the Randy Rhodes Show. What do you want to hear from the president on Tuesday? Well, I can tell you that I, I want to hear some optimism. I want to hear some swagger. I want to hear some bragging about the successes. President Biden has been really successful legislatively as president. And I feel as though we hear way too much about how old he is, whether he's going to run again, uh, you know, this, all of this, the negativity, which drowns out the actual real positive accomplishments that President Biden has been able to achieve, which has been historic on multiple levels. Lincoln Project put out an ad last week, as soon as the economic numbers came out, reminding people of this is what happens when you put the adults in the room. This is why President Biden was elected. He's accomplishing these things. And, and the difference, the compare and contrast between Republican leadership or lack thereof, and what we've accomplished as a country under Joe Biden. Do we really want to go back to those other days? So I'm hoping to hear some swagger, some um, um, optimism and discussion about the future of what this country will is able to achieve under Joe Biden's leadership and what the Democrats mm -hmm. are doing in comparison to Republicans and their immaturity. Uh -huh. Yeah, I mean, they're they're big babies, the Republicans. Here here you have the president tonight. He's going to announce a, like a tax, uh, a tax plan of his where you tax the uber ultra super wealthy. So basically what he's talking about is he's talking about taxing people, oh, I don't know, in San Francisco, Silicon Valley, and New York in order to get help to people in West Virginia and Kentucky. And the Republicans are going to trash him for it. 
<laughs> it's so sad. It's so sick. Everything he's going to talk about with regard to fentanyl, with regard to addiction, with regard to uh, mental illness, with regard to guns, with regard to policing, affects everybody in Magaland disproportionately. And uh, he's going to, you know, suggest pro- uh, problem solves for these uh, terrible problems. And the Republicans are going to sit there and say, no, we want to go back to the House and we want to, you know, debate their Pledge of Allegiance for another four hours. No, we want to go back to the House floor and give out assault weapons pens while you talk about, uh, you know, uh, death and destruction in the United States. No, we want to go back to the House floor and uh, talk about Jewish space lasers while you introduce a Holocaust survivor. Do you know what I mean? It's, it's so sad and so sick that, uh, you know, this is the situation we find ourselves in because what Biden has been able to do legislatively is nothing short of a miracle. I mean, it is an amazing record of accomplishment. So last year, okay, he said, quote, my top priority is getting prices under control. My plan to find inflation will lower your costs and lower the deficit. I will cut the cost of prescription drugs. I will cut energy costs for families. And I will cut the cost of childcare. Okay, in that entire paragraph there, the only thing that was an epic failure was the extension of the child tax credit. And that required Republicans to go along with it. But inflation went from, it was like 10%, and now it's down to under 6 Unemployment is down to 3.4%, the, a number we haven't seen since 1969. Okay, uh, we're still working on getting inflation below 2%. Uh, a blowout jobs report last week, so good that uh, you have people in the Federal Reserve worrying that we're doing too well out here. Why, it's a hot job market and, uh, you know, it'll drive wages up and that will increase inflation. I swear to God. But, uh, you know, uh, here, here you have uh, a little look back into, uh, you know, what Biden said he was going to do last year and what he did do. So while it's still in progress, uh, gasoline is, is down. It was $5. California, I think it was $7 a gallon. Okay. Ga- the price of gasoline is way down. Prescription drugs uh, in Medicare, at least uh, for insulin, is capped. Uh, the rest of the, the uh, prescription drug negotiation doesn't begin for another year or two. But I mean, you know, okay, what did he say about infrastructure? This is, this is from the last State of the Union. He said, quote, we'll build a national network of 500,000 electric vehicle charging stations. We will begin to replace poisonous lead pipes so every child and every American has clean water to drink at home and at school. Private, affordable, high-speed internet for every American, urban, suburban, rural, and tribal communities. And tonight I am announcing this year we will start fixing over 65,000 miles of highway and 1,500 bridges in disrepair. Here's what he's done. In August, the White House announced that all 50 states, including Puerto Rico, submitted their plans for the National Electric Vehicle Charging Network. Last month, we rolled out the Lead Pipe and Paint Action Plan to replace all lead service lines over the next 10 years. Uh, We started 2,800 bridge repair and replacement projects across this country. Uh, In November, there was a memo that uh, outlined what it had accomplished a year after Biden signed the bipartisan infrastructure bill into law. uh, the, the, The states were 
set to receive and have now received $60 billion from the bipartisan infrastructure law for additional roads and bridges. That was a promise made and a promise kept. That actually, you know, was a a great success. Uh, When it came to competing with China, Biden said, but folks, to compete for the jobs of the future, we need a level playing field with China and other competitors. And that's why it's so important to pass the Bipartisan Innovation Act sitting in Congress that will make record investments in emerging technologies and American manufacturing. Well, that bill came out of Congress, made it to his desk. He signed it, but we call it now. We didn't call it the Bipartisan Innovation Act because they didn't want it, uh, but it became the Chips and Science Act. The Chips and Science Act provided uh, an additional victory for uh, Biden's legislative uh, agenda, his successes. And the Chips and Science Act is the reason why there are 100,000 new uh, uh, clean energy jobs that were added to our economy to compete with China to compete with China, to make our own solar panels, to make our own battery factories, to make our own semiconductor chips, to build our own semiconductor factories, to build our own uh, wind turbine parts. And and, and, and these jobs that, that, that uh, were created because of the Chips and Science Act are jobs for construction workers. They're jobs for, you know, techs. They're jobs uh, that don't require college diplomas. They're electricians and mechanics. Uh, and technicians and and construction workers and and wind and solar and batteries and the electric vehicle industries. I mean, you know, and just because, you know, they aren't good at selling it doesn't mean it's not happening. It doesn't mean this wasn't a great success for us. It just doesn't. And yet only 36% of Americans think he's done anything. I mean, okay, and then on guns, he said... I will keep doing everything in my power to crack down on gun trafficking of ghost guns that you can buy online, assemble at home, and no serial numbers that can't be traced. He did crack down on ghost guns. The other things like background checks and an assault weapons ban, that's very unrealistic with this Congress and uh, didn't happen in last Congress either. We wanted to pass universal background checks. 98% of Americans wanted that to happen. We wanted to ban assault weapons with high-capacity magazines. We wanted to repeal the liability shield that, that makes gun manufacturers immune. The only industry in America that can't be sued. But they're not going to go for it. They're not. And by the way, you've got the courts fighting us, too. I told you, the Fifth Circuit Court said that domestic violence abusers with restraining orders can buy guns. Call in. Connect. To speak to Randy. This is what a recession feels like. Bartender, pour me another. Put simply, I would argue the Biden economic plan is working. Oh! 
I would too. I, it is working. There is no question that it is working. That we he he inherited a a giant disgusting mess of a COVID infected, uh, you know, a uh, pandemic world and uh, turned the whole thing around with the American Rescue Plan. Got COVID vaccines out to everybody. Got antivirals out to everybody. Anybody that uh, is sane and didn't want COVID, you know, had a way to uh, be sane and not have COVID. Well, you'll get COVID, but you won't get uh, you know hospitalized. You won't die. We all got COVID. I don't know anybody. that. Did. Well, that's not true. I know a couple people that didn't get COVID. I know you know one person and I know Tony never got COVID. And yeah, her whole household actually, as of right now, has not had, which is insane. That is insane. But they never had COVID. And uh, Howard's daughter and uh, uh, Billy, you know, her husband, they never had COVID either. They never had it either. There are just some people that just, I don't know, their immune systems are, you know, rad or something. Yeah, but I mean, but, you know, listen, uh, we're open. Everybody's, uh, you know, going to uh, concerts again. People are, you know, uh, con- convening together. You know, what do you call it? Uh, you know, hanging out together. But, uh, you know, I mean, this is what he inherited. He inherited a tanked economy. He inherited a, you know, a, a migration uh, d- dilemma. The Republicans will not work with him. They will not work with any Democrat, period, end of story. This is uh, something since Newt, since Newt Gingrich, shut it down, uh, you know, let it die, default the United States. It doesn't matter. You know, I I mean, government shutdowns, we never really had them. We never heard of them until, uh, you know, the Gingrich revolution with the contract on America. I mean, and and it's just been rolling ever since. But, I I mean, I'm just looking at, like, everything that was able to get done in spite of them, in spite of them, it, it is an amazing thing, right? Like I said, you give them power, and what do they do with it? Fifteen votes to pick a speaker. That's what they do with it. They argue over this, the, the the Pledge of Allegiance. You know, they really did. Uh, they really were reading the Constitution on the floor yesterday. Seriously, they were. We, the people of the United States, in order to form a more perfect union, oh, good God. establish justice, ensure domestic tranquility, yeah, what's provide that? for the common defense, ah. promote the general welfare, welfare. And secure the blessings of liberty, liberty to ourselves and our posterity, uh-huh. do ordain and establish this Constitution of the United States of America. Next. I now yield to the gentleman from the state of California. Shut up, Jim. No, really, they did. They read the whole damn thing, uh, not understanding a word of what they were reading, as usual, but that's what they took their time uh, to do. Nothing, uh, you know, besides uh, removing magnetometers and giving out assault weapons pins and then reading the Constitution of the United States. That clearly says what their job is supposed to look like and what they're supposed to do. And they uh, they don't do any of it. They just sit there, point, bitch, moan, complain. Blah, blah, blah. Tonight, uh, like I said, uh, the rebuttal is going to be given by uh, one of the world heavyweight champion liars uh, you know, that we've ever seen come down the pike. The greatest defender that Donald Trump ever had and will ever have and will ever know, Sarah Huckabee uh, Honey Boo Boo Sanders. She's going to give the rebuttal. Now, what's really interesting is they're trying to run away from Trump, you know. The Republican Party, you know, they're, they're running, running, running as fast as they can away from Trump, leaving skid marks even, leaving skid marks. But they want Sarah to come and do the um, the rebut. I guess because she has the most experience lying the hardest. I, I guess that's why. And they have to lie. They have to lie because they have no agenda, okay? You want to know what their agenda is? Their agenda is chaos in order to steal. That's the entire agenda. 
Now you can't put you can put that on a bumper sticker if you wanted to. They won't. Instead, they stand there and lie and bitch and moan and complain about the stuff that still needs doing after only two years of a Biden presidency with them, you know, uh, being the uh, the impediment to everything that uh, could have been done to background checks that 98 percent of us want. Instead, what were they busy doing? They were busy taking away people's freedom. They were very busy, uh, you know, taking away uh, women's freedom. They were very busy taking away our right to choose. They're very busy banning books. They're very busy burning books. They're very busy, uh, you know, giving out assault weapons pins. They're very busy arguing about whether how many times a day the Pledge of Allegiance needs to be said in order to prove that they are patriotic. It's just, it's so sad. But Elise Stefanik, she got on the floor today. She gave her pre-buttal talked about all the accomplishments that the Republicans have. Now, you know this is why they've done nothing. Zero. Nothing's come out of Congress. Nothing, right? Good morning, everyone. Good morning. Thank you for being here today. Uh Tonight in his State of the Union, Joe Biden must answer for his failed leadership, (laughs) whether it's the border crisis continuing to rage at our southern border, crushing inflation and over $30 trillion in national debt, or a balloon <laughs> from communist China entering a into the United States sovereign airspace, Joe Biden has caused a crisis in America. This is why Americans spoke clearly in November. Our families cannot afford Joe Biden's failed far-left Democrat policies. In the new House Republican majority, we have already hit the ground running, working on behalf of the American people to provide critical checks and oversight on the Biden administration and deliver on our legislative agenda, a commitment to America, an economy that's strong, a nation that's safe, a future that's built on freedom, and a government that's accountable. In just the first few weeks, we have reopened the People's House, defended America's energy security, protected the sanctity of life, defunded Joe Biden's IRS army, ended Joe Biden's COVID-19 power grab, and established select committees to address the Chinese Communist Party's malign influence and the weaponization of the federal government. That was a whole lot of words to, to tell me she's done nothing. Absolutely not. I mean, what, what was that? They've done nothing. There's not a single piece of legislation that's come out of any committee, let alone the House of Representatives, and been sent to the Senate for uh, their review. She's just making crap up. That was a whole lot of words to say, you know, we're back and we're going to provide oversight. You know, Thursday, Jim Jordan starts his weaponization of government committee, and his first uh, witnesses are all, uh, you know, people that, uh, you know, aren't very loyal to America. Ron Johnson is one of his witnesses in the weaponization. Ron Johnson from Wisconsin, a Putin lover. They're also going to call, I don't know why, Tulsi Gabbard. Why is Tulsi Gabbard a witness in Jim Jordan's uh, circus? You know, this is just a bunch of crap. Uh, Oh, this is why the people sent a loud met. You have a four-seat majority, honey. A four-seat majority. That's what you got. You've done nothing. This is crazy. This is madness. But they're good at lying. They're good at uh, a lot of words to say absolutely nothing. She said nothing there. You understand that? I don't know. I, I honestly, they, they're, they're, they're great salesmen. Clear for takeoff. Randy Rhodes. Randy Rhodes. Randy Rhodes. Randy Rhodes. Show. To speak with Randy, dial 561-270-3844. That's 561-270-3844.
We see now, though, it's very clear, like I said, the people they put forward to do the responses are usually who the party feels are the up-and-coming rising stars, so, people that they want a national spotlight put on. And what does that say? That it's Sarah Huckabee Sanders. Yes, yes. Why would you want to put a spotlight on her? I get it. She's the first woman governor of Arkansas at age 40. Uh, she's the youngest uh, of any current governors. It's only 40. But I mean, many would argue, first of all, she's just a Nepo baby. Uh, she's the governor of a state her father was governor of. All. Her father was a famous Trump sycophant before she got the press secretary job. And then, of course, there is her record of nonstop lying, which was immortalized, you know, on SNL and everywhere else. Why bring her back? <laughs> because it's on brand for the Republican Party. It's a party of liars, lackeys, and loons. And if you don't believe me, tune into the response tomorrow night at the State yes. of the Union or just tune into who's running the House floor. Marjorie Taylor Greene was running House proceedings today. Oh, my God. These are the people that the Republican Party is continuing to give power, spotlight, credibility to. Yeah. And I mean, that's why I left the party. Yeah, Sarah, uh, Tara Setmeyer, she uh, she was a devout Republican woman for years and years and uh, left the party. So did uh, S.E. Cup. whole lot of, uh, you know, pragmatic Republicans have left that party because they don't want to be associated with the anti-Semitic, uh, you know, uh, kind of uh, uh, gun-loving, uh, you know, hey, shoot people first, ask questions later, kind of lying sacks of dung uh, that the Republican Party has become, a QAnon-worshipping, you know, uh, they, they don't want to have anything to do with it. So they've left the party. It's really uh, pretty unbelievable. But, you know, when, when we talk about Sarah lying, Sarah lied constantly. This was probably the best documented uh, lie because this actually this lie caused Sarah Sanders to have to testify under oath uh, to Mueller's lawyers. Right. Because she said that when uh, uh, Trump fired Comey, it was because several this this is the Giuliani lie, right, that uh, active agents and, and and retired agents inside the FBI were complain were were talking to her just like they were talking to Rudy. I mean, this is this is the greatest lie ever. And then when she was sworn to uh, uh you know tell the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth, she said, "Oh, that was based on nothing." My assertion that lots and lots of FBI agents were complaining to me about James Comey was based on nothing. I just made it up. What led you in the White House to believe that uh, he had lost the confidence in the rank and file of the FBI when the acting director says it's exactly the opposite? Well, I can speak to my own personal experience. I've heard from countless uh, members of the FBI that are grateful and thankful for the president's decision. And I think that, um, you know, we may have to agree to disagree. I'm sure that there are some people that are disappointed, but I've certainly heard from uh, a large number of individuals, and that's just myself. And I don't even know that many people in the FBI. Just follow up on the on the FBI thing and and I'm, I'm not trying to be overly combative here but you said now today and I think you said again yesterday that you personally have talked to countless FBI officials employees since this happened correct correct I mean, uh, really? Like I mean I, I mean really I mean so are we talking between like email, like, text messages, like absolutely. 50, yes. 67. I, I'm I mean, not gonna, like, look, we're not going to get into a numbers game. I I mean I have heard from a large number of individuals that work at the FBI that said that they're very happy with the president's decision.
a mere slip of the tongue. So now, well, we know, according to Sanders herself, per the Mueller report, that the story that you just heard her tell in her official capacity as press secretary to cover up for the Comey firing was a lie. But today, Sarah Huckabee Sanders went on a TV tour, and this is what she said. Look, I've acknowledged that the word countless uh, was a slip of the tongue, but it's no secret that a number of FBI, uh, both current and former, agreed with the president's decision. I said that it was in the heat of the moment, meaning it wasn't a scripted thing. It was something that I said, um, and which is why that one word uh, has become a big deal. Sarah, hold on a second. The special counsel writes that those comments were not founded on anything. That's what you talked to the special counsel about when you were facing criminal penalties if you didn't tell the truth, but now you're trying to walk away from it. Why can't you acknowledge that what you said then was not not true? I said that the word I used countless, and I also said if you look at what's in quotations for me, it's that, and it's that it was in the heat of the moment, meaning that it wasn't a scripted talking point. I'm sorry that I wasn't a robot like the Democrat Party. Okay, I I have to tell you that that lie uh, was more than a day. That lie went on and on for a couple of days, maybe three days in a row. The press was asking her, are you saying again that countless FBI agents, that a large number, which is what she said, she said countless FBI agents had had, uh, uh, talked to her through text and email and other and she wasn't going to get into a numbers game but it was a large number countless right uh, and then when she was uh, called to testify about are you really talking to active FBI agents are they really uh, texting you and emailing you and you've been saying this you said this from the podium for days in a row where the the press was asking you yesterday you said and she said you know that countless large numbers and she said that's correct that's correct then when she was uh, asked to testify about it under oath, she, she said, oh, you know, I made it up. I made it up. It didn't happen. There were no emails. There were no text, text, text messages. Uh, people were not calling me to say, you know, that they were happy that Comey was fired by Donald Trump. That didn't happen. It didn't happen. And in the Mueller report, it said that what she said was based on nothing, that she made it up. She made it up. She also said separating children at the border was biblical. She also said that. She said that, you know, uh, uh, separating parents at the border and locking them in detention facilities was very biblical. When uh, Donald Trump was uh, tweeting unverified Islamophobic videos, Sanders insisted it didn't matter if the videos were real or not and told reporters that they're focusing on the nature of the video and you shouldn't focus on the nature of the video. That's the wrong thing to focus on. But they were saying to her, he's tweeting out fake videos. When they asked her to please say, Jim Acosta, by the way, asked her to please say that the press was not the enemy of the people, she refused to say that. She refused to do it. She said that the, uh, the media was attacking her and the media was unfair to her. And so she would not say that the media was not the enemy of the people. She wouldn't say it. Uh, the FBI director thing, the James Comey, was like uh, the, the, the biggest lie she ever told. But then, you know, weeks after a gunman at Robb Elementary School, does anybody go back to Robb Elementary in Uvalde? She said, quote, we will make sure that when a kid is in the womb, they're as safe as they are as when they're in the classroom. Great. 
she's going to give the rebuttal today. And, you know, the thing about her is, you know, uh, she always had that look on her face like, uh, you know, listen, I'll tell you, like uh, Sean Spicer, he always had this look on his face like nobody's going to really buy this crap, that this was the largest crowd ever for an inauguration, you know. Kellyanne Conway, you looked at her and, 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 and you realize, you know, she looked a little uncomfortable lying, you know. But Sarah... Sarah looked like she downright enjoyed it. She looked like she, uh, you know, it must be her evangelical background. I don't know. But she looked like she was not, you know, like Kellyanne Conway, she sort of had that dumb, stupid, you know, I'm a, just a, a dumb blonde and a lie for Trump, you know, and you know that kind of a look on her. Sarah just looks shameless because she is. She's absolutely shameless. So good choice, everybody. Good choice, Republican Party, for picking Sarah Honey Boo Boo because she, she has the best and the most experience lying. And she does it like real, real well. Real, real well. Uh, Jen in Missouri. Hey, Randy. Um, just a friendly reminder to everybody. I know we were talking about COVID earlier. Um, and, you know, I'm, I'm in my 30s and I'm, you know, a huge proponent of vaccines. I'm, I've got all the boosters. But, you know, just I know we're kind of all over the uh, we're all over COVID and there's kind of this attitude of everybody's going to get it. But I would just love to remind everybody that, you know, I'm 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 looking after a friend of mine who's also in her 30s. She was vaccinated. She got COVID. She almost I mean, she she really almost died. And um, it's it's she's now living with long COVID and I'm helping her out. And it's it's just completely upended her life. And, you know, I just want to remind people that, you know, did she get COVID before she was vaccinated? She got it before and then she got it after. Right, right. (laughs) Yeah. And uh, both times, absolutely sick as a dog. And um, it was really touch and go there for a while. It was very scary. Um, So I I know we're all kind of at this like cavalier point where we're talking about COVID is like, oh, yeah, everybody's going to get it. But, you know, to those of us who look after people with long COVID or those of us with, you know. um, Uh Okay, I get it, everybody. We believe that all men are created equal to the magnificent mosaic that is America. From radio beacon to radio beacon. I have a dream. Change has come to America. Believe me. Help is on the way. Knock, knock. Who's there? It's a figment of your imagination. Randy Roadshow. Turn up your mind. I want to ask you about some of the makeup uh, of your caucus. According yes. to CBS Records, 70% of the House GOP members denied the results of the 2020 election. Oh you put God. many of them on very key committees, intelligence, homeland security, oversight. Mm. Why are you elevating people who are denying reality like that? <laughs> well, if you look to the Democrats, their ranking men or member Raskin had the same thing, denied Trump or Bush was in there. Benny Thompson, who's a... Did you see those ra- numbers that you we just the- put up there? Yeah. 70%. Did you also be fair and equal <laughs> where you looked at Raskin did the same thing. Benny Thompson, who's a ranking member and was the chair. These individuals were they chair of the, the Democratic Party. I'm asking you as leader of but Kevin I'm also, McCarthy's I'm also, house I'm also, why you made these choices. These were your choices. 
Yeah, they're my choices, but they're the conference choices. But I'm also asking you, Ugh. when you look to see just Republicans, Democrats have done the same thing. So maybe it's no. not denying. <laughs> maybe it's the only opportunity they have to have a question about what go went on during the election. So if you want to hold yeah. Republicans to that equation, why don't you also hold Democrats? Why don't you hold Jamie Raskin? Why don't you hold Benny Thompson when Democrats had appointed them to be chair? Mm -hmm. I never once heard you ask Nancy Pelosi or any Democrat that question when they were in power in the majority. When they questioned... You're talking about things going back to 2000, which was a time well, you're talking about I didn't have this show back then, which yeah. is why I'm asking you no, now no, about but your they were, they, were in, they were in power last Congress. So why... why but you're talking about questions but why, from 2000 But, but you're asking me about questions about that happened to another you just Congress. Made. You're, you're actually just made. about questions for another Congress. So the only thing I'm this simply talking... These, these are members who just got elected by their constituents, and we put them into committees, and I'm proud to do it. Oh, he's a sick freak, man. Uh, I got to tell you, so he's saying that, uh, you know, in 2000, when we had a contested election, that was so contested that the Supreme Court had to insert itself, or it thought it did, into Florida's uh, 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 Supreme Court ruling that said, keep counting the votes. The Florida State Supreme Court, and we all know now, 20, what, three years later, that elections are state matters. And the Florida State Supreme Court said, keep counting. Just keep on going. Keep counting until you get a result. The United States Supreme Court inserted itself on behalf of George W. Bush and said, stop counting and declared W the winner by 537 votes. And some people like uh, Jamie Raskin and Benny Thompson said, we have questions about that. Why, why did that happen? Nobody called for an insurrection. Nobody said this was your 1776 moment. Nobody got violent. Nobody encouraged violence. Nobody got out there and gave a speech and said, today is the day we take down names and kick some ass while wearing a bulletproof vest. That is not what happened in 2000. It's not anything near what happened in 2000. In fact, all the violence that happened in 2000 happened at the behest of and by virtue of the Brooks Brothers Revolution, which I don't even know if anybody in this audience even remembers, but these were a bunch of congressional staffers that worked for uh, you know, Republican members of the House and, went and came down here to Palm Beach County Okay, and, and went down to Teresa Lepore. She was the supervisor of elections back in the day. Went to her uh, uh, supervisor's office and started banging on the glass. Let us in, let us in. And they were all wearing khaki pants just like white supremacists do today. They haven't changed their, uh, you know, uh, their outfits. Okay, they've just added a tiki torch now to the ensemble. But, I mean, honestly, all the violence that happened in the 2000 uh, question happened uh, by Republicans coming down here and banging on the glass saying, let us in, let us in, to the counting room. So I, I don't know what the hell, I mean, they are so, they're so willing to lie. They're so willing to, uh, you know, uh, uh, muddy up the, oh, but Jamie Raskin, Jamie Raskin this and Jamie Raskin that. But she's telling him 70%, 70% of your caucus 
are full of reality deniers. 70% of your caucus believe in something other than American democracy. 70% of your caucus are election deniers. 70% of your caucus were, were, were out there tweeting. Lauren Boebert, this is our 17-7. Freaking Marjorie Taylor Greene, never mind the anti-Semitism, never mind Gosar's uh, you know, anti-Semitism or white supremacy or any of the you know, uh, uh, assorted maladies that these people also bring with them, the baggage that they also carry. But that the fact that they are election deniers and we're telling their people, this is it. It's time to revolt. It's time to assemble. It's time to uh, storm the, the, the Bastille. And they did it. And he's sitting there going, Jamie Raskin did the same thing. Are you freaking kidding me? Are you out of your mind? This man was not only impeached for uh, inciting an insurrection, but 10 Republicans in the Senate, not enough, but 10 Republicans in the United States Senate thought so too. 10 Republicans voted to, uh, you know, uh, uh, remove him from office because they thought so too. I mean, you know, the, the, this, this, this equation that they try to make, I mean, like at least Stefanik, well, I just want to tout all of our accomplishments. There are no accomplishments. You haven't accomplished jack crap. What the hell is she talking about? And he's over there trying to say, oh, well, the Democrats are the same as the Republicans. They're as violent as the Republicans. They're as lame as the Republicans. When they legislate, nothing good happens just like us. I, what? The most amazing, amazing pieces of legislation came out of the Democratic House and the divided Senate. It was a 50-50 Senate, and still we got the Chips and Science Act. Still we got the Inflation Reduction Act. Still we got the Infrastructure Bill. Still we got the American Rescue Plan. Still we paid down the deficit. Still we paid down the deficit. Still we were able to get checks out to people. Still we were able to get a child tax credit out the door to help families who had to stay home. I mean, you know, it, it is an amazing uh, thing that everybody forgets what it was like before Joe Biden was the president, what it was like before we, we changed uh, management here in this country, that people were literally dying, dying, and nobody gave a... It's, it's that machine, it's still broken. Nobody. Yeah, I got I got to a quicker this time. I got it isolated. That is, we got to. Mm. No, it's off. Shouldn't it? Isn't it off now? It's off. Oh yeah, there you go. Oh, I turned it off. Uh, but you know, still, uh, it, it is an amazing thing. They will they they will constantly constantly say things were better. Uh, things were better with them. Things were better when people were dying. Things were better when hospitals were just stacked up in the corridors. Things were better when you were, you know, like uh, uh, when we had makeshift morgues outside in New York, freezer trucks and refrigerated trucks, you know, and they built nothing and they did nothing. And, and immigration was still an unsolved, uh, you know, the, and the border was still out of control. I mean, it's, it's amazing to me. It's amazing to me. They do nothing. And when we do something... They say we're not doing enough. I, I just, I, it is an amazing thing. And their caucus is made up of a bunch of miscreants, white supremacists. Yesterday, I don't know if you know this, but a neo-Nazi group yesterday, uh, this guy Brandon Clint Russell, who started uh, Adam Waffen here in Florida, believe it or not, of course. Uh, him and his uh, girlfriend, who met when they were both on parole. Yes, he was locked up for having explosives. In a search, they found explosives in his home after his roommate 
killed his other roommates. Yeah, and they were investigating this murder where his roommate killed the other roommates and they found he was the owner of explosives. And also he, uh, you know, uh, started uh, the Atomwaffen division of a neo-Nazi group here in Florida. So he gets out of prison uh, after doing what, like four years or six years for the explosives that he had in the, in the house when they were investigating this murder. And he meets his girlfriend who's also out on parole for, she did time for armed robbery. And the two of them are very proud Nazis, you know. And so uh, they decided that they were going to uh, blow up Baltimore. No, I'm not kidding. They were going to blow up Baltimore's uh, power stations, their power grid. I mean, come on. Watched it on TV. All things Randy at RandyRhodes.com. Go, go for launch. Speaking truth to power, the Randy Rhodes Show. But doesn't it further wear down credibility when you put someone who's under state, local, federal, and international investigation? Huh. As a representative of Are your you party on committees, I'm talking about George no, Santos, I, uh, representative oh from God. New York. We should have that discussion. So let's have that discussion. You want to bring up Santos, and let's talk about the institution itself, because I agree wholeheartedly that Congress is broken. And I think, you're, I think your listeners or viewers should understand what proxy voting was, because it never took place in Proxy voting? I'm asking about George Santos. I know you asked me a question. Let me because ask you. Because you could but put it to a vote. You asked me a question. Me. I'd appreciate if you let me answer. So let's go through this, because it's not one simple answer. Congress yes, is broken is. based upon what has transpired in the last Congress. The American public wasn't able to come in to see us. People voted by proxy, meaning you didn't have to show up for work. Mm-hmm. Bills well, didn't go have to go through committee. So what I'm trying to do is open the people's house back for the people what? so the voice is there so people are held accountable. What? So now, as I just had in the last week, for the first time yeah. in seven years, Every member got to vote. If now, you got a third now, of your f- caucus to vote now, to oust c- him, you could do so. Right. Do, do, you don't think you could get your Republicans to do that? I wasn't finished answering the question. So, if every single new person brought into Congress was elected by their constituents, what their constituents have done has lend their voice to the American public. So those members can all serve on committee. Now, what I'm trying to do is change some of these committees as well. Like the Intel Committee is different than so any other committee. So you're just not going to answer the question I asked. Well, no, I, no, you don't get to question whether I answer it. You asked a question. I'm trying to get to that. I don't think you've said the name George Santos like once. Right. <laughs> well, no, you but you know what? I you're just, talking about proxy but, voting but, no, no, and no. other things. But you, no, you started the question with Congress was broken, and I agreed with no. you. But I was no, answering the question mm-hmm. of how Congress is broken and how we're changing it. So if I can okay. finish the question that you asked me, how Congress is broken, I equated every yep. single member. They just got elected by their, by their mm-hmm. constituents. They have a right to serve. So that okay. means that Santos can serve on a committee the same okay. way Swalwell, who had a relationship with a Chinese spy. Okay, Eric Swalwell did not have a relationship with a Chinese spy. That's number one. Number two, what the hell is he talking about? With, she asked, why don't you take a vote to keep George Santos off of committees? Why don't you just put it to your caucus and have them decide whether or not this guy uh, deserves to be in a committee position since he's under investigation in Brazil. He was found to have falsified his uh, 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 you know, donations, said that he loaned himself, what, $700,000 when he was making $55,000 a year? 
when he was uh, stealing from a veteran, a homeless veteran's GoFundMe, which George Santos set up for this homeless veteran in order to pay for his service dog's vet bills. And instead, George Santos stole that money and kept it for himself. Um, Brazil might want to extradite him over the... I mean, honestly, I just... And two-thirds of George Santos's own district want to recall him, but they don't have a mechanism to recall a Congress member. And this is his answer. They, they you know, Congress is broken because they proxy voted. What? It, it was COVID, for God's sake. I mean, you know, Congress is broken because, uh, you know, not because of uh, anything I did, not because of anything I did. It's broken because Eric Swalwell who you just took off of the Intelligence Committee while sitting there saying that George Santos ought to be allowed to serve on a committee because his constituents elected him to serve. I mean, it's the same thing then. It's the same thing with, uh, you know, uh, 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 Ilhan Omar, isn't it? Her constituents elected her to serve, and you pulled her. You had a vote on the House floor to take her off her committee to take her off her committee because you said four years ago she said that uh, the Israeli lobby was all about the Benjamins. Well, I got news for you. Lobby shops are all about the Benjamins, whether they're lobbying for the Manufacturers Association or they're lobbying for uh, uh, oil and gas or they're lobbying for uh, foreign policy, which, by the way, they should have to register as foreign lobbyists, and they don't. But he just sits there, and this is what they do. They just use a lot of words to say absolutely nothing. Nothing. It's really sick. But, you know, Mike Pence uses very few words, and he says everything. So there's Kevin McCarthy showing you everything and telling you nothing, and here's Mike Pence showing you nothing but telling you everything. 70% of what we spend at the national level is on entitlements. And the truth is, we've got to have a conversation. I was a part of it when George W. Bush proposed Social Security reform in 2005. The time has come for us to have the kind of leadership that says to everyone that's got hair the same color as me, nothing's gonna change for you. But to give younger Americans better choices that would also be better for the country. I think is an idea whose time has come. Oh my God. I think it's absolutely essential that we, we generate leadership in this country that'll, that'll be straight with the American people. Oh my God. That will take us off this, this trajectory of massive debt that we're, we're piling on the backs of those grandchildren and says there's a way back Oh my God! There are modest reforms uh, in entitlements that can be done without disadvantaging anybody at the point of the need. And actually, I think I think the day could come when we could re- we could replace the new deal with a better deal. Literally, give younger Americans the ability to take a portion of their Social Security uh, withholdings and put that into a private savings account. Oh, God. 
I'm telling you, they just want to privatize Social Security. It, it, it's an amazing thing. It never ends. I, I, I just, I, I cannot believe he's saying it. I can't believe they're out there. I, he didn't think that uh, this was uh, open to the public, this little meeting that he had here. This was like at the wholesaler's lobby shop, okay? This was like uh, the wholesalers of America or some, uh, you know, uh, stupid little, uh, you know, uh, convention that he was invited to. And he didn't realize that, uh, you know, people could actually tape him, that they could actually record what he was saying in the 21st century. And somebody did. And there he is telling you he wants to privatize Social Security, telling you that is what they want to do. Okay. And here's Matt Getz, who is very aware that he's being recorded, saying get rid of Medicaid and get rid of food stamps, too. I just don't understand why we're a country that pays people who could go to work not to. And when I how go big to, how big a deal is that? Look, does that come does that come away with does that come away with the emergency measures coming off, or is it deeper? Oh, considerably deeper. Okay. And, and by the way, that. it pays you on both sides of the ledger, right? If you impose work requirements on all means-tested entitlement programs for working-age people, not for the disabled, not for uh, seniors, but for working-age people. It's a trillion dollars in savings during the 10-year budget window. This is in Medicaid and other... This is in Medicaid and in in food stamps. In food stamps. Uh, Yeah, Medicaid and food stamps. He wants to uh, cut Medicaid and food stamps. Now, you, you understand Medicaid is for the poorest, poorest people and for seniors to pay for long-term care. They don't want to do a child tax credit. They don't want to do, uh, you know, uh, uh, child care so people can go to work. They just want to cut the food stamps. They just want to cut the Medicaid. Lynn Connect. To speak to Randy, call 561-270-3844. 561-270-3844. We've had some liberal outlets attack me and say, oh my gosh, Matt Gates thinks that poor people should have to go to work to get their health care. Yeah, I do. <laughs> I, I can't even believe that's controversial. <laughs> Yeah, it is controversial because some people are so sick that they can't go to work and they need health care, both things at the same time. You know, these people, uh, you know, they, they like to talk this great game about how they understand, you know, working Americans, how they understand middle class America, how they understand me and what I do every day and how they understand you and what you do every day and what your family is going through and how hard it is to raise children, you know, uh, without pre-K and how hard it is to raise children without, uh, you know, child care and how hard it is to raise children without, without a child tax credit. And all they talk about, you know, to each other is about how to take away the things that make our lives possible. That's all they ever talk about. Let's get rid of Medicaid. Let's get rid of, uh, you know, uh, uh, Social Security. Let's get rid of, uh, you know, uh, food stamps. I mean, honestly, why aren't they talking about child care? Why aren't they talking about pre-K? Why aren't they talking about universal ways in which people could go to work and know that their children were okay? They don't give a damn nor do they understand what it takes to raise a family in this here country. They don't understand what it's like to have to work two jobs. They don't understand what it's like to have to work a job with children at home. They think that staying home with children is not working. 
I don't I don't know what what universe you know what Venmo universe this man lives in uh, but he's very busy telling uh, anybody who will listen to him that he wants to cut Medicaid for you know uh, people who are so poor and yet they're sick and they need health care that they shouldn't be getting it I, I, I just I, and Pence oh my god Pence that oh well nobody that's receiving Social Security or Medicare now nobody that has a hair on their head that looks like the hair on my head will be uh, you know uh, implicated in my plot to privatize Social Security but shouldn't we actually have a come to Jesus about Social Security shouldn't we actually say out loud what we've been dreaming about since the Bush years shouldn't we just start talking about privatizing it again and letting people invest in in Wall Street. <laughs> I mean, and then, you know, if the market tanks 23% in a year, too bad for you. Or if they charge fees to manage your money or mutual fund fees, too bad for you. I mean, they, 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 they are like so anti-ordinary trying to do it right Americans. They have no clue. And they don't want a clue. They, they want to steal. They want to take tranches of money that are trust funds that we pay into. And they want to take them and give them to their donors. They want to give them to Wall Street. They want to give them to investment funds. They want to give them uh, to Ponzi schemes. They want to give our cash to people who will charge fees for managing our cash. Now, Medicare and Social Security, they don't charge you fees when you pay your payroll tax. And if you wanted to shore it up, what you would say is that people who stop paying into it at $160,000 ought to have that cap raised. They ought to pay into it up to $400,000. There, next problem. But they're not into that, they're into stealing. And so they're into telling certain Americans that other Americans should die in the street, that other Americans don't deserve health care, that children don't deserve universal pre-K, that children don't need child care in order for their parents or parent to go to work. That doesn't happen in their head. Joe on Long Island. Hi, Randy. Thanks Hi. for taking my call. Yep. Randy, I'm almost 70 years old. I've seen this song and dance before. You know, um, since Reagan uh, in the in the 80s, where he cut corporate taxes from 70 to 50%, the GOP has been, they, they've been, they dragged me down, they beat me up, they kicked me, they kicked me in the stomach, they crapped on me, and yet people still vote for these guys. But what I don't understand is, is I, am I the only one seeing this, that it's wrong? I mean, even if I was a Republican, I'd say, wait a minute, this is wrong. Yeah, no, they're, they're, they're fabulous. First of all, they're fabulous liars. That's number one. Number two, they only... Well, that's why George Santos fit in perfect. Of right. course they're going to take that guy in. They're all lying. And Marjorie he's Taylor Green and Lauren Boebert and George Santos and, and Jim Jordan and all of them. They Gosar and Biggs and, and you know, uh, uh, Clyde, who said it was a tourist visit, you know. Uh, or it yeah. was Antifa, you know, or it was, and now it's the same as what Jamie Raskin did. 
this insurrection. I, I don't know. You know, listen, they're, they're liars, they're cheats, they're thieves, they steal, they, they, they don't give a damn, they, they produce nothing. But whenever things get tough for them, whenever things get rough for them, they run on culture wars. They say crime is out of control. They have no plan for crime. They, they haven't passed a crime bill. They don't have a crime bill. They don't have, you know, they talk about deficits. They run the deficits up every single time they're in, in a position to do so, okay? They and, love guns. They love the money from the guns. It's all about the money. Yeah, well, Clyde, you know, Andrew Clyde, the, the guy who's handing out these assault weapon pins, you know, he's worth about $25 million dollars. He owns a uh, gun shop. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, I remember when Tom DeLay was handing out uh, uh, cigarette company money uh, to, pass, uh, to, to let them go. Yeah, I remember it too. Hot Tub Tom. I mean, listen, right. I, 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 they, are, they are so deceitful and they are so hateful and they are so anti-human being in America. That, but they run on culture wars. They'll point at a drag queen and they'll say she's the problem. Or they'll point at a, you know, a, 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 a school shooting and they'll say it didn't happen. They're crisis actors or, you know, whatever it is. They, and they, they yeah. say, oh, well, look at the border. But they have no plan for the border. We could have done immigration reform about 100 times with Democrats in, in, in the majority. About 100 times. But they didn't want to. They, did, they weren't interested. They, they liked the issue, okay? It, it's who they I are. It's what they're about. I remember when they wanted to put technology at the gate. You didn't need a wall. You didn't need that. If you put the technology there, they know exactly who's coming over. They'll see them. Um, but how, they won't do that. That's too much money. Oh, well, how about a balloon? <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. Right? A balloon. No, I'm serious. You know, you want to see the border? Fly a freaking balloon. Apparently it works. Yeah. So all this technology that they don't want to spend money on. Just, you know, fly a hot air balloon or something like that. You know, you can Look see. Look how schools, schools are run down. Why? Because wealthy people aren't paying their well, that's Yeah, they like that. But that's, they like that. but that's another thing that they hate, okay? They hate public school. They hate it so much. They, they despise it to the point where they say uh, that they should privatize that too. And those who can will educate their kids and those who can't won't. This is their solution. And as they hand out vouchers or they start a charter school, what they do is they take the money that goes that's associated with educating that child and they move it to the private school. They move it to the charter school. And so the schools where the public, uh, you know, uh, where public taxpayer dollars are paid, right, they, they get dilapidated. Those schools get run down. Those schools, are, you know, they have teacher shortages, you know, everywhere now. This is the Randy Rhodes Show. It to is. speak with Randy, dial 561-270-3844. That's 561-270-3844. As a fellow New Yorker, I think one of the things that we should talk about here is also one of the disgusting legacies after 9-11 has been the targeting and racism against Muslim Americans throughout the United States of America. And this is an extension of that legacy. Consistency, there is nothing consistent with the Republican Party's continued attack except for the racism and incitement of violence against women of color in this body. I had a member of the Republican caucus threaten my life and you all and the Republican caucus rewarded him with one of the most prestigious committee assignments in this Congress. Don't tell me this is about consistency. Don't tell me that this is about an abdic a, a condemnation of anti-Semitic remarks. 
when you have a member of the Republican caucus who, have, who has talked about Jewish space lasers mm. and an, an entire amount of tropes and also elevated her to some of the highest committee assignments in this body. This is about targeting women of color in the, in the United States of America. Don't tell me because I didn't get a single apology when my life was threatened. Thank you. Wow. She's right. I mean, uh, and this is why, you know, Kevin McCarthy sits there and puts on his serious face and goes on Face the Nation and says, you know, when they ask him, why are you willing to elevate some of these, uh, you know, miscreants, these, these, uh, you know, uh, reality deniers, election deniers, you know, to, to prestigious committees, to the, the Homeland Security Committee, to the Intelligence Committee, uh, to the Commerce Committee, to, to the Small Business Committee, where all, all this money, this PPP money, which, by the way, Marge, Marge, Large Marge, she got, what, like $199,000 or some crazy amount of PPP money, never had to pay it back. But for some strange reason, uh, you know, you shouldn't get Medicaid. She should be able to steal PPP money with no oversight at all. And then they're going to hold hearings on, uh, you know, the, 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 the uh, stealing of the PPP money, and she's going to be in charge of the hearing. And she is an offender. I swear to God, this, this is the craziest Congress I have ever seen, ever. Madam Speaker, when I heard that we're going to remove a member of this House from their committee for anti-Semitism, I raced down here because I thought, finally, finally, in this chamber, there's going to be some accountability, some accountability from this conference that continues to allow its members to root for rioters, <sighs> to show sympathy for the insurrection, a conference that harbors a wanted international criminal <laughs> and has members who choose violence over voting every single day, finally. And so I thought, we're going to hold someone accountable for anti-Semitism. Surely it's the author of this tweet. Kanye Elon Trump, October 6th, written by Chairman Jim Jordan. October 8th, what does Kanye say? I'm going to declare DEFCON 3 on the Jews. So surely this tweet came down, right? Came down, was deleted. No. Two more months, it was kept up. Two more months. So don't come here looking at us for anti-Semitism. Look in your own damn mirror before you ever come over here. So that's uh, Swalwell, and, and you know, they took him off of his committee, right? They're, they're taking Ilhan Omar off her committees, but they're elevating some of the most disgusting, violent, anti-Semitic haters that uh, this country has ever produced to committees where they'll have oversight over their own damn crimes. It is unfreaking believable. And all this because in a gerrymandered America, they won four more seats out of 435 elections. They won four more seats than the Democrats did. And this gives them complete and utter control over all the committees in the House in a gerrymandered United States. I mean, it's so sick, it's so sad. They are anti-Semitic and they are violent. Madam Speaker, I rise in strong opposition to this resolution. First, as to the false pretext, two members of the Republican conference were moved from committees for inciting violence, encouraging violence against their colleagues. There is nothing at all at issue like that here. You wanna introduce a resolution to condemn someone for inciting violence against their colleagues or against people here in Congress, introduce a resolution against Donald J. Trump. No one has incited more violence against this chamber than Donald Trump. 
Now, let me talk about anti-Semitism. Do not, do not insult our intelligence by suggesting this is about anti-Semitism. You want to introduce a resolution against someone guilty of anti-Semitism? Introduce a resolution against someone dining with anti-Semites, mm. someone dining with white nationalists, members of your conference who are speaking at white nationalist rallies. Introduce a resolution against Donald J. Trump, Marjorie Taylor Greene, Paul Gosar, and others. But do not, do not the gentleman's insult time has our intelligence by saying this is about anti-Semitism. Vote no on this resolution. It is not about anti-Semitism, okay? It is about them getting a, 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 a revenge. It's about, you know, a pound of flesh. It is about them uh, saying that somehow in their warped, weird, fantastical minds, inciting violence against the House of Representatives, inciting violence against Nancy Pelosi, inciting violence against Paul Pelosi, inciting violence against, uh, you know, uh, 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 oh, Nancy or even Mike Pence is somehow equivalent to, uh, I don't know. And that Jewish space lasers and, and, and anti-Semitic memes and, and speaking, you know, at uh, uh, white rallies, uh, white supremacist rallies being introduced by Nick Fuentes, who praises Hitler in one breath and then the next breath is introducing Marjorie Taylor Greene, almost in the same breath. And she heard it. She was standing right there and had no problem with it. No problem with it. Paul Gosar, his own freaking family has told you he is unstable. He is a sick man. He is a white supremacist, okay? They have told you, and they're putting him, him on the Homeland Security Committee. They're putting him in charge of hearings about violence and anti-Semitism. I mean, this is so phony. This is so fake. This is so frightening. It, it, is, it is really unbelievable that, you know, listen, here's what we have to, we have to make it through the next two years, right? And, 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 just bide our time now because nothing, nothing is going to get done with them in the majority. And it's only four seats, okay? So barring, you know, some unfortunate thing happening with somebody's health or somebody retiring or somebody getting a great lobby job and saying, I'm done with Congress or Marjorie Taylor Greene saying, oh, it's just too much trouble for me to travel to Washington from Georgia, which is like, you know, like a 45 minute flight. Right. And it's just too cumbersome and it's too hard and I need to be home and you blah, blah, blah. Uh, you know, barring anybody retiring like that, we have to sit there for two years and understand that nothing that we care about is going to get passed out of this house. Nothing that we care about. You're not going to see a, a, a bill that secures the rights of women to make their own decisions in their own health care, okay? You're not going to see that. We're very lucky that we got a, 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 you know, a, a bill out of the House before, they let, before we changed management uh, that protected uh, you know, same-sex marriage and interracial marriage. We were lucky. We got that. But this is such a bogus group of hateful psychos 
who have no connection. You know, you want them to try and understand what it's like for us. You want them to try to understand what it's like to raise a family, what it's like to have kids at home, what it's like to try and send them to public school, what it's like to try and get childcare, what it's like to try and, you know, recover from COVID or what it's like, you know, to try and get uh, healthcare in this country of any sort, anywhere, anytime without health insurance, right? They forget that. They, 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 they're not even up to that, okay? They're, they're not even close to understanding our lives they're not even that they're they're so preoccupied with revenge they're so preoccupied with 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 unreality with with fantasy with QAnon and and deep state and pedophilia and and, and all this crazy crap that goes through their freaking heads they have no connection to reality no connection to our lives no connection to our uh, our schools or or our neighborhoods or policing or uh, you know what it's like to live next door to a crazy person with guns in florida no clue no they'll just keep on handing out their assault weapons pins to promote their business which is owning a gun store in georgia or stealing from the Paycheck Protection Program and making sure that they're in charge of the investigation into the Paycheck Protection Program. Or investigating the investigators who investigated the January 6th insurrection. I mean, they are rabbit hole people, you understand? They go down rabbit holes and they try and suck you into that dark vortex. But I want you to listen to what a sane man sounds like. Joe Biden is a sane president. 